Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Kirsten McNeil, a book editor and confidence coach and founder of Worthy Writers Editing. And Kirsten loves self-publishing writers, and she loves to empower them and to build writing lifestyle that's filled with passion. Oh, my gosh. Beautiful. Kirsten, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. So, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on on this and tell us where are your business today and who is it that you love to work with? Yeah, so I love working with passionate writers, specifically self-published ones, because they wear many hats as I do as an entrepreneur. So it's really great to be able to connect with people and being a writer myself, having that knowledge and understanding mm-hmm. that journey and being able to connect with others who understand that creativity and you know the challenges that come with writing a book and everything and I just just love being able to bring them more confidence more joy and just helping be part of their support team yeah so what is it that you sort of guide and help them through because there's so many different aspects to this and so much I think support that the authors need where do you sort of come into your own where do you help out yeah so the main thing is mindset, which you know sounds really broad, but I do like to focus on confidence and just feeling good about your writing lifestyle in the sense that you're creating enough time, you're you know balancing everything else uh, in your life, you know whatever comes up. Everybody has different responsibilities, different mm. you know they might have part time job things like that. So it's just nice to be able to help them define you know the best. A way to create that timeline and then bring out that confidence and feeling good about what they're publishing. Because uh, with self publishing, there's a lot of, um, I guess, negativity around, you know, it's not as good as traditional publishing. It's not as, you know, refined um, yeah. because there's so many opportunities for people to self publish. So it's, it's nice to be able to bring in that stronger mindset and just feeling good about where they're at in their writing career, whether they've done it for you know 30 days or 30 years kind of thing it's just nice to be able to work with a variety of people and you know learn from them as well in in what I do and you know just understanding what kind of struggles they have and then kind of connecting that to to their mindset cuz i feel like yeah even when you're a writer there's so many different parts of your life that kind of come into that inspire that and it's 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 all connected <laughs> so with with the confidence piece that's like sort of fundamental to the work that you do Without that, when that's faltering, what what happens in the process or with the writers themselves? 
I feel like you either just don't write your book or you feel crappy while writing it or just, you know, a lot of negative feelings come in uh, when you're a writer. Most of the time you're, you're by yourself, you know, just typing away or writing in a journal. And, you know, when you don't have that community or you don't have as big as a community, it's easy to, you know, fall into the, oh, well, this isn't good enough. Like I shouldn't share this because nobody's mm-hmm. going to like it. And we kind of work ourselves up with, you know, all those fears that come in and then we don't have anywhere to put them if we're, you know, just by ourselves. And if like nobody in our life that we connect with in like person to person, if they're not writers, they don't really understand it. So if we don't have that community, it's kind of hard to, um, you know, just bring ourselves back up to a good space where we're excited about what we're working on because creativity is so much about passion and joy and everything and inspiring others with our stories. So when we don't have that in our mindset, it just makes it harder to really get excited about what we're working on. Yeah, I mean, it's all just energy. So the energy that you bring into your, your books and your writing, um, it can be felt, it can be seen. So to have that sort of negative, I'm not sure this isn't right, why am I doing this energy? It's like, oh, just think of the what's going to come through in the end product. Whereas, so you're able to help bring out the author, give them that platform, give them the community to be able to see themselves. And given the sort of the maybe the safe container to maybe explore this, is that what really helps them to get the job done and do it in a way that um, they can be proud of? Yeah, you know, one thing I like to say a lot is that you got to write for yourself because if you're not enjoying what you're writing and if you're just worrying about, say, a trend genre or, you know, making sure everybody else likes it, if you don't like what you're doing, then there's no point in being creative at all because the whole point is to express yourself and to hopefully connect with others but that's kind of like the byproduct of it the main thing is being passionate about what you're doing and enjoying it and you know there's that thing now where you can't create a unique idea you know everything's already been said before but you know it hasn't been said by you and you have new perspectives you have different experiences that influence your writing and like every book has a piece of the writer in it so it's it's just finding that, um, finding the way that you put yourself into it and you enjoy it and just being yourself in, a, in you know, being vulnerable in a sense um, when you write a book. And even if it's fiction, like there's still um, vulnerability in putting yourself out there and, and just sharing something you've created. Yeah. And now I don't know whether you're talking about being a writer or author or just a business owner, because, oh my gosh, those two things, that's, <laughs> they're exactly the same, having the the, the confidence, having the ability and loving the work that you do, when you start to lose that, it's so easy with you know burnout and overwhelm to become maybe disillusioned with your book, the process, your business. Oh my gosh. And then there's a snowball effect. So have you, whether it's business or authors, have you seen this and seen it take place or have you experienced this and as you try and work out what what is it I want to do and and have you kind of lost your way in in your journey yeah I've, I've definitely experienced all these fears and struggles like which makes it easier to kind of connect and understand with who I work yeah. with and you know when when I first started out it was like 2015 and I was just doing writing for other people and then I just totally lost the joy for writing because I was trying to please other people. I was trying to figure out what they Mm. wanted. And when people aren't clear with what they want from you and they don't like outline it 
to the T, you know, you kind of get lost and you try to be creative and then they're like, no, that's too creative. So it's, I've definitely been through all the experiences, different types of writing, different types mm. of editing, different areas of my business where I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I should be doing, but right. then, you know, when I do find myself back in, you know, I'm just going to do what I want to do. Say like, you know, I'm not going to work for the rest of the day and just read like things that just I'm doing for myself. I just feel mm. so much better. And I think it's funny when I first started out trying to figure out um, bringing in coaching, I wanted to be a life coach because I wanted it to be so broad because it's all connected to everything. And, yeah. you know, niching down was really hard for me because I was like, I want to help everybody. But, you know, it's it's kind of hard to find everybody that wants to work with you in, in that sense. Uh -huh. So it's it's just interesting how it's kind of evolved into, you know, that niche, even though yes, I talk about confidence. Yes, I talk about writing, but then that can kind of branch out into so many different areas. Yeah, I love that. So we can all get stuck in trying to go after too many people or not being able to you know, find the right, the right people that you want to work with because, oh my gosh, we can help everyone. So we must, mm -hmm. and I'm going to leave people out. Oh, and then that comes into, I think, our, our need, our desire to help. However, what was it like for you once you was it a was it a slow burn or was it like a blast of inspiration? Like, ah, oh, yes, those are my people. This is what I'm doing. It's becoming clearer now. What what was that moment like for you? Yeah, it's it's really funny actually. When I started with book editing, you know, I was really excited about it, and I just felt like there was some kind of gap that needed to be filled with. You know, I helped them with the practical side, and there just needed to be something more. So when I started learning about you know, the coaching industry and how many different types of coaches there were. I was like, mm. yeah, like I can add this on and I can help writers and everything. And then I had two separate uh, accounts. I had two separate Instagrams, two different mailing lists. And then something was just like, wait a minute, I'm speaking to the same audience. And yet I have these two separate things, two separate worlds. And now, you know, when I finally brought them together, it was like, oh, finally, that light bulb, that click just kind of yeah. came in. And it's it's so interesting that it just kind of like, one thing happens like um i think i was talking to one of my business coaches and she kind of like helped me flick that switch and then it just came together and so it's just interesting the experiences that i've gone through it's like that lightning strike of inspiration that kind of yeah. like i always kind of know in the back of my mind what i wanted to do but it's not until something happens or someone says something where it's just like oh yeah that's that's how i should view it nice um, so what was holding you back what was actually stopping you in the moment from from making that change? I think it was a lot of overwhelm and like being a creative person, I always have ideas of things I want to do, like books I want to create and courses and, and all these different things that I that I want to do that I just can never make enough time for, if not enough time in the day. Um, so just being so overwhelmed with, you know, I want to offer all these things, help all these people. Mm. And then just trying to find find a way to to balance that. So when I finally brought the two together, it just became so much easier. And you would think I would have figured that out sooner, but you know. <laughs> well, when there's so much going on, it's it's it, hindsight. Oh my gosh, to look back is like, yeah, of course I should have done that. This is so easy. <laughs> but in the moment when you're battling the fears, the overwhelms, when you're trying to do do you know, have have too much on, or because some people say do all this stuff reach more people. There's all these sort of mixed messages. So it can be, can be a tough place, especially as a solopreneur. It's like, oh my gosh, you've got to do this and wear all the hats for your business. So what's it like for you as, as that solopreneur where 
you're you're trying to refine your offer you're refining who you work with um so you can work better and they can actually hear you but what's it like juggling all the other things that go with that the job the fulfillment yeah it's, it's definitely hard finding that balance of everything like how much time i'm spending every day with you know marketing and then how much time i'm spending on the actual creative side of things and and just balancing all that uh, i think one of the biggest struggles i had before i put everything together into you know one account when i'm talking to the same audience is just like i was afraid like you know people don't know what i'm doing if i you know don't focus on one thing at a time and in a sense that was true because if i try to multitask everything at once uh, i find sometimes if i'm like you know i'll be writing an email and then i'll get like a phone call and then i'll think of oh i have to do this thing so my brain just kind of jumps around of all these different things I have to do. And that's kind of what I felt like I was doing with, you know, trying to separate book editing and life coaching when it's just yeah. like, you can simplify things. It doesn't have to be, it's, it's that uh, work smarter, not harder cliche. <laughs> yeah. And, and logically we all get that, but oh my gosh, in the moment it can be tough. Yeah. <laughs> so what is it like with those again? So you've got to do the sales, got to do the marketing, got to do all these things. And of course the, the law of distraction comes into if you don't feel like you want to do something or you're uncomfortable, it's like, oh, it will it will drag you away to other things. Do you find that happens on a sort of daily or weekly basis? Um, I'd say more weekly in a, in a broader sense, because like there's some days where I'm just like killing it. I'm like, yeah, like I have a perfect schedule going on. Everything's like the, my tasks are getting done faster than I thought. And then there's some days where like, oh, there's laundry over there that looks like something I should do first and then you know working <laughs> from home you're distracted by all the the chores you got to do and then that's there's yeah. a you know a joke in in the writing world and I'm sure in the entrepreneur world where you know yeah I'm just gonna you know write this email first or oh I'm just gonna organize my pens first and that because that's an important thing to do before yeah. you know you work on you know your social media or writing your book or something right so what are the jobs that you find yourself actively avoiding even if they're like the most crucial jobs in your business like I don't want to do that and so you find yourself or control yourself and actually take yourself in a different direction what, what are those jobs yeah I think marketing is is kind of the the biggest thing you know I like connecting with people I like chatting with yeah. people but then when it comes to being like the salesy side of thing like oh like here's my offer it's really hard for me to to feel like I'm doing it in like an authentic way, as opposed to just like, I just want to make money from you. Cause like, obviously yeah. we all want to make money. That's, that's the whole point of, you know, just being alive. You know, I have to, you know, make money to, you know, wear clothes, buy a house kind of thing. But, um, you know, I do really want to, to let my passion and my goal to shine through. And, mm. and that's one thing that, um, I went through as well as the challenge of like, I got to a point where I was like so desperate to to get clients and to connect with people that it just became so much about the money. And then I kind of forgot, like, you know, why am I actually doing this? And I wasn't really sharing that enough with, with my audience. So just being able to find that balance in marketing where, you know, I'm still being myself and I'm like having fun with it, but then, you know, I still got to be a bit salesy and cause you know, this is my business, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you said it a couple of times being salesy and there's that negative connotation that goes with it. So, and it's, it can almost be apologetic at times. We, the marketing is, hey, I can be myself. I can say these things. But when you come to make an offer, sometimes the offer is not even there. It's I'm not going to make an offer this time. I can't say this. Um, I need to more value, more visibility, more fun, and which has a place. Absolutely. But we can find ourselves avoiding. And so that that salesness, salesy aspects, 
the apologetic version. What is it about that that maybe you personally sort of struggle with or what's, what's the connotation that you have with this? What's tarnishing it for you? I think part of it is because um, there's some people in my community that I've become friends with basically because we talked online for so long. And then when it comes to, you know, even just finding help spreading the word um, and just asking people like, can you help me? Can you buy this? Basically, like what it what it feels like sometimes is like, can you please pay me money to buy this? But it's, you know, there's that reframe that kind of needs to happen where it's like, this is what I'm offering as opposed to this is mm. what you're giving me. So it's definitely hard to kind of shift away from like, um, can you maybe sort of buy this, please, as opposed to just like <laughs> just asking for what you want. I'm reading the uh, the book called The Success Principles right now. And one of the things is just yeah. like, just ask for what you want, because people don't know unless you tell them, you know, what to do. Mm. And that is so true. Being specific, actually asking and getting what you want. We can go woo with this or we can go scientific. Oh my gosh, they're, they are both absolutely relevant. <laughs> but to hold space for that and to realize it works. However, on the flip side, you know, just do it. Just ask for it. Just make the offer. Sometimes there's a case of, e, I, I just can't. Now that's where the emotions come into it. So do you find that logically you, you're getting the advice? Logically, you know what you should be doing, but oh, I, I just can't do it. Is, is that kind of where you've got to with this? There's definitely some resistance there. I was I was talking to a business coach the other day and it's just like, I know how to do all the things with, you know, mindset and, you know, believing in myself and everything. But then yeah. there's still that resistance of like, yeah, but maybe I shouldn't believe in myself too much. You know, don't want to be too much. Don't want to be too like out there, too successful. Like it's it's a fear of a fear of success is such a weird thing. It's just like we yeah. want all these things. We want success. And then when we get it, we're like, oh, how do we keep it? <laughs> oh, crumbs. Yeah. It's the fear of failure or fear of success. That There's sort of, and this choose your adventure. Maybe we don't choose <laughs> ourselves, but you know, those, those two angles. So for you, yeah. it's not the fear of failure. It's the fear of success. Who am I? I don't want to be seen as this. I'm just trying to help people along their way as well. Is, is that the kind of sort of flavor that you've, you found yourself in? Yeah. And I think it relates to a lot of the writers I work with too. It's just like, especially for those writers who don't do it full time, they just kind of put mm. it on the back burner because it's like, oh, well, you know, it's just a hobby, you know, it, it can get expensive to invest and things like that. And I think that relates to entrepreneurship as well, where, you know, it's, it's that cliche again, of you got to spend money to make money and, you know, it's finding the right ways to invest in yourself and, framing yeah. it in a way that's more positive. It's not just spending money. It's not just making money. It's, you know, the the effect it's going to have and the result you're going to get out of it. Yeah. And, and this conversation, this is, I think this is beautiful because um, your experience, you can bring this straight back into your clients. It's a different level. It's a different place. However, this experience that you're going through, you can eloquently, emotionally, you feel this. So when your clients have these same challenges or the similar kind of being seen, getting it out there, getting it done. You can tap into all of this. So I see our, our challenges as it can be our superpower. Depends how we leverage them. So you can be struggling with making those offers in your business. However, if you can leverage that to helping someone to, to work through their aspects, because you've got that distance. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. And maybe the way that you can put it through your experience is finding the one way that they can actually hear it. And it might sink in like, ah, oh, I get it now. I see it now. 
So I love the way that you can dive into your experiences from this. Does, does that help you? And does that help your clients? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really easy to connect with people when you know that you've gone through very similar things. Like I was working with one client with coaching and we had gone through not the same, but, you know, similar experiences with our health and, you know, kind of writing being not always a full-time thing. And, you know, I could easily, you know, I'm a writer. I could easily make up stories about what I've been through and what I want to do and, and all that kind of stuff, but then it just wouldn't be authentic and it would just feel like a fraud. So it's, it's nice to mm. be in a community that I can be authentic. And I think there is a lot more coaches and stuff nowadays that are really pushing that as opposed to just like, you know, the overnight success posts of like, you know, I make these six figures and, you know, every month and we don't often share the the failures because we don't want to be like, oh, well, she's a failure. So I don't want to connect with her. Right. It's, it's not about failure. It's just about that vulnerability and the humanness of it. Yeah. And there's that sort of gentle dance that we, we do where, I mean, we hear the those that have made it, those that are hugely successful, we can hear all their stories about how they were struggling, how they lost so much money, how they went through adversity or whatever it might be. It's that's come from a place of protection. It's so easy to say that once you're at the next level, but as you're going through it, I mean, all these overnight successes, yeah, it happens. It takes about 10, 20 years to get there, but the overnight success does happen from what we see. You don't see what goes on behind the scenes. And that's one of the reasons why this podcast exists to startups, billionaires, anyone in between, we are all going through something. There's always a challenge. Whatever level you are, you get to the next level. It's like, oh no, there's something else we need to go through. So it's how we manage ourselves through this process and keep on leveling up with, I think you said it perfectly, the authentic nature. So authentically, what do you want to do? Authentically, what is what is your what does your future look like with, with this business? What are you looking for? I just want to empower as many people as possible and, and bring creativity and inspiration and all those nice words that just make people feel good. Because, you know, yeah. being a life coach, you know, yeah, there's so many different aspects. And I feel like, especially in North America, there's this, you know, go, go, go type of lifestyle, you know, work the nine to five, that type of thing. And you know, I, I want to create a space that's just like filled with joy and passion and people just writing stories and just having mm. fun. And if money didn't exist, that'd be a great thing because then we could just create and just live our lives, be be happy. <laughs> but damn it, we need to make sales. Yeah. <laughs> so this this is the, um, yeah. So this is the hurdle for, for you to be able to bring those worlds together, to be your authentic self, to bring that joy and that happiness and creativity and also be able to have that confidence to make the offer, to ask for what you want so that you can help more people. And then their decisions, you can then guide them from a place of, ah, oh, care. Beautiful. So what's, what's your next step to that? What's, what's it going to take to get to that authentic place of yeah, being that next level business owner? Honestly, the first thing that came to mind was patience. I find yeah. that sometimes I like, I want all these things to happen all at once. But then, you know, if I did actually get everything that I wanted all at once, that'd be really overwhelming. So just finding that place of, you know, I am. Oh, can I, I'm, I'm sorry. Can I pause you there? Yeah, go ahead. Getting everything that I want is going to be overwhelming. 
look at that for a false belief. Or maybe not even false, because you feel it. So it's a belief. It's real to you. But limiting, disempowering. What if you got everything that you want and it was actually, it made things easier. It was amazing. We yeah, spoke I about really fear like of reframe. success and fear of failure. So your fear of success you mentioned earlier, maybe your clients, and this is where it may be, I'm guessing here, maybe your clients is, is the, the, the fear of failure. What if this? So you're, you can easily help them to work through that. But over here, you're looking at the, the fear of success. What if it does? It's going to be overwhelming. What are people going to think? Who am I? It's a different twang, which is why you can so easily serve your clients and still hold your challenges. Mm -hmm. How's that landing? Yeah, it's like even when you said like, you know, what if you get what do you want? There's this fear in like the pit of my stomach. I was like, oh God, what if? And it's it's <sighs> so interesting. And it yeah. also makes me think of like that irony where like coaches need coaches and, you know, everybody needs some kind of, you know, uh, editors who are writers need editors. But it's, yeah. it's that interesting, you know, we all just need help from each other. And, you know, the the things that hold us back are definitely, you know, being in our own minds. You know, we're we're you know, by ourselves in our thoughts, you know, 90% yeah. of the day. So it's, it's good to be able to, to explore that more. And, and that's why coaching is such a great thing because you can just talk and, you know, let those thoughts out. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's about moving forward. So mm -hmm. it's yeah. How to stop those are oh, that the, the horde in your brain from continuing to give yippy yap and all these things. Yeah. It can be, can be such a tough place, but I love that, you know, you're coming to that conclusion and yeah everyone needs help that's why we're all here we all help things in different ways every coach agency consultant helps in some way so you just get to overcome one hurdle for you which means then you can by association help so many other people and oh my gosh those books who are they going to help who are they going to be read by and the knock-on effect is huge so to hold that and be like okay that feeling the pity of the stomach how can we combat that? How can we show that some love and some excitement and turn that what if into ooh, ooh, a, a positive, a good thing? Because that's what it's all about. Right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> nice. Love that. Hey, Kirsten, thank you so much for, for being on the show, for, for sharing you know, what it is you do, how you help people, and you know, behind the scenes in your business, as you go through your level up and, and challenges, it's beautiful to hear from you. Know, from you directly thank you yeah thank you for having me oh you're welcome um if people want to find out more about about you and the work that you do where can they find you i'm mainly on instagram and facebook so confident.kirsten on instagram and facebook page worthy writers editing i also have a, a facebook group called the worthy writers nook uh, i run it with another uh writer and we just like to have that little community to to share and, and promote and just talk about writing <laughs> also who doesn't like a good nook beautiful love that <laughs> well cousin thank you so much for being here and sharing today it's been so much fun thank you you're welcome hey katie yeah mark want to do an outro i sure do sweet hey thank you so so much for listening and making it to the end yay you so what happens next 
we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.